0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, this is Adam. This is Mike. And this is David. From Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover. We make a fortnightly video game podcast. Fortnight means every two weeks. Covering gaming news, game reviews. I give it five out of five tacos. And whatever crazy
1: audience tweets come in. And sometimes celebrities like Arnold even stop by to sing karaoke. Oh, we oh, I look just like Bozzie Hall. Oh. Each episode, we feature one burning topic,
0: game dev interview, or super guest friend from the world of gaming. Check us out on the HP Video Game Podcast Network or on SBFVGS.com. I don't care
1: about that. Wow. This show is part of the RetroZap.com Podcast Network.
0: Did you know that Artcast is on Patreon? Well, now you do. So go check out patreon.com artcast for ways to help out the show and get some sweet perks in return. It could be something small, such as our $1 tier to show your support, or you could join one of our higher tiers to get a shout out, pick an episode topic, or even be a part of the show as a special guest. Even just sharing our show to your friends goes a long way. So once again, that's patreon.com artcast Thanks for helping us, and keep it retro.
2: What's up, Argonauts, and welcome to another episode of Arcast Mini. This is Arcast Mini number 33, and uh, with us is the man from Denver, Robert Workman.
0: Indeed. Who gives a shit about glass? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and uh, yeah, it's Christmas time, and you know, David's going to be overseas by the time this episode airs, but we decided to make this our Christmas episode because. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are going to argue against it, but Die Hard is a Christmas movie. So for this particular episode of our cast Mini, we decided to look at the Die Hard video games, including a couple you may not have realized have existed. Uh, so it's going to be a fun one here, and we have a guest joining us as well. Jo- Joe Tavano is returning to join
2: us. Mm-hmm. The podfather himself of RetroZap, yeah. <laughs> oh, hello, sir. Welcome Uh-oh. to the
1: <laughs> hey, what's going on?
2: <laughs>
1: no, it's great to be here. And uh, yeah, my favorite Die Hard game is Hudson Hawk.
2: Oh, there you go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, except except there's
0: no singing. You know, it's not
1: the same.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's true. That's true. Yeah, I can't wait to have a uh, can't wait to talk about Die Hard games. You know, yeah. I was talking to David yesterday, and he's like, "Yeah, you really want to be on?" I'm like
2: come
1: out to the coast he said we'll have a good time yeah. It'll be
2: great. <laughs> you <list. laughs> there you go well i know both of you guys are more the die-hard fans than i am i love the first movie but like i never really kind of caught up with them since then uh but um yeah so robert why don't you tell us about the uh, about the very first diehard game or at least the first die die-hard games anyway that came out in uh, the 90s
0: well i mean the very first one that a lot of people might remember is uh the nes one uh, that came out for Hard, I believe it was very top-down, Metal Gear Solid-esque and everything. But before that, there was also a version that came out for PC Engine in Japan. It never came out here in the U.S. And interestingly enough, it didn't always take place in a building. It actually starts outside. It's like a top-down shooter along the lines of, uh, I want to say, like the Batman PC Engine. but I mean, it was like top-down. You shot at different soldiers, and then then you went into the building. So Hmm. it kind of expanded a little bit. Warriors, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like Akari Warriors, but multi-direction. It wasn't always just straight up. And different from the NES game, although the NES game was also top-down shooter, but had more of like a Metal Gear Solid sort, or Metal Gear vibe uh, in terms of its design and the way it was set up. I played it very briefly. I remember just being slightly annoyed by the uh, controls, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't like mesh with me like True Lies did on the Second Genesis. Now that was a movie licensed game.
2: Yeah, True Lies I liked a lot. Yeah, um, which I mean, like with like Die Hard for the NES. I mean, that's a game I've certainly heard of because there was like an angry video game nerd episode on that. Yeah. Um. You know, so I saw like basically like how you know crazy difficult that game can be. Oh, yeah. Um. Although for me and um, you know n- not to jump ahead or anything, but like the only Die Hard game I really kind syn- uh, of you know, I-, I remember sinking my teeth into really is Die Hard Arcade. That's yeah. like the one that I actually remember like playing a lot of and like absolutely loving.
0: And here's the thing: it didn't always start as Die Hard Arcade. It was released in Japan under the name Dynamite Deca. And what happened was well, Sega made a deal with Fox Interactive to relicense it as Die Hard Arcade and make one of the lead characters look like John McClane. Right. I um, other than that, you know, the plot was preposterous. You know, the fact that like you could use weapons, you could hit somebody in the nuts. There were firefighters that were evil. Quick time I mean, events in there too. The like, quick time events, you just like run around, and if you hit a button right, you can take somebody out with a clothesline or a drop kick, which was pretty pretty wild. And you it's could. It's kind uh, badass, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I don't think it stuck around for the sequel because the sequel was called Dynamite Cop, so it had nothing to do with Die Hard. So it was kind of like a one and done deal in terms of licensing. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you, David. The most recognizable. Name on this list is Die Hard Arcade because it's just simply ridiculous, goofy fun. I mean, like it has nothing to do with the movie except about like a likeness John mcclellan Because at one point you are even fighting like robots on the roof of the building. I am like robots, right. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's very <laughs> Japanese in that sense.
0: Yeah, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun
2: for sure. I mean, is it safe to say though that Die Hard Arcade is the best Die Hard game?
0: Close. I have an affinity for Die Hard Trilogy, but I'll, I'll give mm. Die Hard Arcade the not. Well, we'll get to Die Hard Trilogy in a minute, but it's just um, I think Die Hard Arcade was just the most fun just because it was such a goofy beat 'em up And at the time, we really didn't have too many goofy beat 'em em ups right. So, you know, mm. it was just one of those things where it came together at the right time because it is ridiculous. You know, like one point, like I said, you're, you're battling evil, evil firefighters and they're trying to hit you with the hose. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, okay, this is yeah. happening.
2: And uh Joe, um I'm not sure if you've been to uh to like Bitbar in Salem at all, but like uh, there is the um the arcade machine over there too, you know.
1: Oh yeah, I've played that plenty. You know, and you know when when you're talking about the, the robots on the roof too, I'm thinking like, you know, if Wolfenstein can have a mecha Hitler, why can't Die Hard have like a mecha Hans, Hans Gruber, Gruber, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would be fantastic. Like he's back from the falls. Spoiler alert, he falls up the. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I survived. Sense. Don't ask how. I just survived.
2: Right. <laughs> um so Joe, which Die Hard game uh, did you first play anyway?
1: Uh my first one was the NES, but I think I have the most memory of Die Hard arcade for sure. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that one was just a lot more fun. And uh, the NES game I played because, you know, I my mom worked at a video store in the late 80s and early 90s and once a week I got a game and that was you know that was my time to sample everything from um you know the the random tie-ins like like the Die or the T2s or all the other weird games that would kind of come and go and then you know all the, the great games as well and so I that was my my exposure to most of the NES catalog at that time. Mm-hmm. So I got I got a good solid weekend with the game, um, super hard, a lot like a lot like Metal Gear, and um, yeah, that was that was a major memory of it. But Die Hard I was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, that some of the Die Hard games decide to go with like a more like stealthy approach, kind of like the Metal Gear approach, um, while others decide to go like more balls to wall action. You know,
0: action was the better way <laughs> to go
2: though. That's what I'm thinking, too. I mean, like, I do like stealth, honestly. But when you're thinking of a Die Hard game, you're thinking of, like, the action. I mean, obviously, like, you know, you have, like, in the first movie anyway, um, you got John McClane, who's, like, sneaking around the air ducts and all that stuff. Um, so it makes sense to add stealth mechanics into a game like that. But, I mean, if you're talking about Bruce Willis, I mean, like, you just want to go balls to a wall, just shoot people all around you and stuff, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. I-, I agree.
1: Yeah, um, it's unfortunate that the Die Hard franchise is kind of dead because there's Ample opportunity to make a, a great game nowadays with the the fight mechanics that they have um, available to developers, as well as you know just increased and and more intricate physics. So you can throw people through windows, and you can you can you know actually like sneak up on people and and choke them and fight them, and it, it would be, it would just be a much more dynamic game. Yeah. Um. In the modern
2: era i mean you could even like still have like some stealth mechanics in a sense like where you know you have to kind of like sneak around and like avoid glass for example otherwise you take damage you know (laughs) just like little things like (laughs) that would work out pretty well in the modern diehard game
0: i think the closest thing we got in terms of like a collaborative wraparound effort that really focuses on what Die Hard's all about is with this uh, PlayStation game called Die Hard Trilogy. So yeah, it's Die Hard Trilogy. It was released on PlayStation 1 and Sega Saturn back in 1996, and it actually wrapped around the three movies in general. Uh, Die Hard was a third person action shooter where you worked your way through Nakatomi Plaza. Die Hard 2 Die Harder was like an arcade-style on-rails first-person shooter, like Time Crisis, where you shot at enemies that popped out all around the airport. And then Die Hard with a Vengeance was like this crazy taxi open world driving game where you had to stop bombs going off from all over the
2: city. I mean, that actually felt like a completely different like game entirely from like everything else. I mean, like it, it didn't it didn't quite feel like a Die Hard game, but it was just like a really fun game period that just happened to be part of the Die Hard trilogy set.
0: And then I think just being able to play three different types of games that that was really great, you know. And all of the games worked pretty well if I recall. Die Hard was a little bit sloppy with the graphics, but the gameplay really felt like it came together in terms of like the shooting compared to like the earlier Die Hard games and then Die Hard 2 was a fun little arcade shooter i believe you could use the playstation I, not the namcon but i think there was another um shooter gun that you could use a shooter gun that you could of oh, like a light gun shooter light kind gun. Of thing yeah, yeah 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 and then Die Hard with a Vengeance obviously was just crazy taxi with a little more explosive flair around new york city mm. and i i guess fox liked the success of that cuz they made up a sequel called Die Hard Trilogy 2 Viva Las Vegas that has absolutely nothing to do <laughs> with the movies or anything, but again, three different types of games. You know, there's uh, one with the third person shooter. There's one that's like, you know, light gun shooter. And then there's one where you just drive around Las Vegas and it made up like these different uh, villains, uh, a villain by the name of Klaus von Hogg, H A G, Of course. And yeah. It, <laughs> it, German verse first, well, apparently. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and so it, it's just interesting, like you know, you're gonna call it a hard trilogy. Yet this is kind of an original effort. It's not nothing to do with the movies at all, like not even a *Live Free or Die Hard*. It's just all based around this thing, like what would happen if McLean went to Vegas and didn't go to a show? Well, blow up everything, around.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, be like John McLean versus the United Nations in that case. <laughs> oh my god. I mean,
0: it it was a decent game, but I think I like the first Die Hard Trilogy better in terms of the way it was put together, because I think Die Hard Trilogy 2 had a completely different developer,
2: if Mm. I recall Do you feel like that the story in Die Hard Trilogy 2 could have been translated into an actual movie?
0: Possibly. I mean, I I think it would have been a lot more fun than A Good Day to Die Hard, because it wasn't, you know, whatever hell happened there, but... um, Yeah, it wasn't a
2: good day for that movie. No. (laughs) Yeah, here,
0: here it was. Yeah, yeah. Developers of the first Die Hard Trilogy were Probe Entertainment, and then the second Die Hard Trilogy was developed by a team called N-Space. Two completely Hmm. different teams, so two completely different engines. But, yeah, I mean, I I would have liked to have seen a Die Hard movie in Vegas, but, hey, you know what? It it could be worse. Uh, You know, could have nothing, but we have Con Air, which lands in Vegas.
2: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Where's a Con Air (laughs)
0: game? Give us that, you know?
1: Right. I have a question about the uh. I know I, I, I didn't play um the Die Hard trilogy on the on the PlayStation, but so was it? Were you able to select each mode? Yeah. at the beginning or more oh, of a they, oh okay. they were I all selectable right
0: from the bat. So if you wanted to get into for, uh, arcade shooting, you go to Die Hard Two. If you wanted to get into the driving, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, cool. So all three were selectable right from the start.
1: That's great, and you know, games with like different modalities. I mean, it's such a popular thing in the mid '90s, and just really, you know, able to show off the PlayStation's chops for what it's able to do as well. I mean, it, it just the perception of value when you have when you have a game like that in the '90s. That was just such a such a big deal. Being like, oh my god, you have it's like it's three games in one. You have three different modes entirely.
2: For sure, yeah. I mean, that kind of spoke to like the era really of gaming back then, because we just had our mm-hmm. PlayStation episode, and we were just yeah. kind of talking about like how. That era was really, um, like you know, kind of like a good era for like developers to really experiment with like, you know, how you know how video games can like play and look like and all that stuff. So, I mean, I feel like Die Hard Trilogy, you know, just happened to kind of slip in that era, like where you know they were just willing to kind of like really roll the dice on like you know, different like you know, different ways to play and like different mechanics and all that stuff. And in, in you know, in order to make something like truly fun, uh, but also just so happen to share like the movie license. So
1: yeah. Yeah, definitely. And just take one aspect of like action and devote itself to that and swap the, the diehard name on it. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. I, you don't, you don't, you wouldn't see that a lot nowadays.
0: Yeah. There was another licensed one that came out. This one actually came out in like 2002, 2003, depending on the platform, but it was a game called diehard vendetta. Uh, it was a first person shooter that was actually published by Sierra entertainment of all people. And it was kind of interesting cause, uh, they brought in Reginald Vell Johnson to reprise his role as Sergeant Al Powell. It, they weren't able to get Bruce Willis, which is why he's not featured on the cover. It's a blank-looking John McClane dude. But they did bring in Al Powell. Um, he, I don't know if he ate Twinkies or not. I didn't check that part. Um, <laughs> but it was like a first-person shooter and basically takes place five years after the events of Die Hard with a Vengeance. Uh, John McClane's daughter Lucy ends up kidnapped by uh, Piet Gruber, who is the son of Hans Gruber and the nephew of Simon Gruber. So, apparently, it still kind of ties into the movie storyline there, but uh, it's weird because some people, you know, it's considered non-canon since the release of Live Free or Die kind of cancels it
1: out. Oh, so the other ones aren't non-canon, but this one is. Yeah,
0: it's, it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I played this a little bit. It was okay, but, I mean, it, it, you know, they had some forgettable gameplay, and, you know, not having actual John McClane involved is, you know, obviously kind of a thing. But I mean some people liked it. And it is great to, you know, hear Al Powell doing his thing again. Reginald's cool. I mean he he's the guy who like in the last couple of years has been on IFC when they did the diehard Christmas runs and everything. And he's like, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Shut up. You know, that right sort of <laughs> yeah. so, I thought that was you. <laughs> well I mean that's that's a lot of us David. Let's be honest.
2: yeah <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, but, I mean, for sure, for um, sure. But I mean it's kind of funny though like how like it seems half of the diehard movies uh, you know, go by like their own plots as opposed to going by like any of the movies that came like after it or during, you know or like before or whatever. Um, you know, that like they kind of like had to almost like kind of make like their own storylines since like the movies just going to catch up to them. It seems.
0: I think there's another thing to consider here is that without Bruce Willis on board, they couldn't really make like a genuine diehard experience. I mean, like I said, the closest thing they were able to get were actors was the guy who played Al Powell. So it's like without Bruce Willis on board, it was like, well, this isn't going to be a fully authentic diehard experience, but we can make it like a diehard experience, you know, and hmm. there's that idea of again, balls to wall action. Like Die Hard Arcade did, like Die Hard Trilogy did, that came close enough that people were entertained by it anyway.
2: And yet Bruce Willis was willing to put his face on that Armageddon game. Remember that? Oh, you mean Apocalypse? <laughs> apocalypse. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Apocalypse. That's the one.
0: Although he was in a movie called Armageddon, to be fair.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> but, true. Yeah. That's true too.
1: <laughs> in two thousand two, you gotta wonder how many guys are like, or how many people are saying like, "Oh my god, that's the guy from uh, Family Matters."
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's right. how I see him, anyway. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: I think it was a cop in Ghostbusters, if you ask me.
2: He was. Yeah, yeah. He was always the cop in every movie, very much back then.
1: Oh, yeah. Back back in the day, he was the cop, and then
0: he was the only cop. Um, He was the only cop, of (laughs) course. But, yeah, I mean, there was one that came close here. There was a game called Die Hard Nakatomi Plaza. It came out for PC in 2002. It was a first-person shooting game. I think it handled the theme of Die Hard a little bit better than vendetta and like vendetta it also featured the voice of Reginald Bell Johnson as Al Powell. <laughs> he really liked that role. I mean can you Oh tell yeah. You? I think maybe it was similar in structure because it was also published by Sierra, but I think it worked a little better on PC because it was a you, you could get away with a little more violence than you could on Vendetta, I guess. I don't know. I mean Maybe, yeah. I think just being able to mention it as Nakatomi Plaza instead of Vendetta kind of helped it a little better because like, okay, wait, does, oh, it takes place in the original location. I'm in, I'm in compared to Vendetta, which is just, oh, it's, he's upset.
2: So, uh, does this actually, like, take place during the events of the first movie, or is this, like, still, like, its own storyline?
0: Um, I believe it's still its own storyline. Oh, right, well, let me just check it. Oh, no, actually, it says here, during the Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plot Tower in L.A., and it does feature Hans Gruber. So, this one does actually follow more of the plot line of the original uh, movie.
2: Gotcha. So, I guess yeah, it's not cool.
0: like Vendetta. My bad. Um, but yeah, uh, It's kind
1: of cool, because, you, you know, you get to go up, like, every level of Nakatomi Plaza, which is... You know, essentially what every diehard fan's dream is, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so yeah, I, and also it came out before Vendetta. So it looks like what happened was Nakatomi Plaza, like Sierra was trying to go for that original feel, and then Vendetta, they were trying to like follow the events like five years later after um, With
2: a Vengeance. Yeah, with like their own story and all that stuff. So, yeah. Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Vaughn Hyde. I'm the host of IndiePod, an indie games podcast. With the help of my illustrious co-host, the biggest of average Josh Boys, we bring you all the indie games news you need to know. As well as shouting out some amazing indie games over on crowdfunding sites and occasionally derailing to a conversation about big anime chesticles. We are so happy to be part of the HP Video Game Podcast Network alongside so many other awesome gaming podcasts. So, if you love indie games make sure to listen in each and every Friday. Um, So one diehard game that we do have to mention that we kind of like we're educating ourselves on a bit before recording is uh, Die diehard 64. Yep. Um, which as you can imagine, is an N64 game. It's a first person shooter. That's a uh, very much like um, basically like Goldeneye meets like Wolfenstein a little bit. Like it's kind of like that style of first person shooter.
0: Yeah. It was developed by a team called bit studios. Um, now, w- when you look up something on YouTube or something, we'll link to a video with it, with this episode here. But I mean, it basically uh, Fox interactive wanted to create a diehard first person shooting experience. Cause at the time, like, Nintendo 64 was getting hot with its first person shooters, you know, like Doom and Duke Nukem and GoldenEye, you know. So obviously, you know, yippee ki yay, you know, why not? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was just um, there was a lot of stuff going in with the game. Uh, I'm looking over the notes here, and there were a couple of things in regards to it. It began not as a diehard game, but it began as an original IP called Muzzle Velocity. Basically, players take control of a a guy named Jack, who was a member of a SWAT team during a mission in Los Angeles. And apparently, over the course of Fox Interactive stepping in, it became Die Hard. Jack became John McClane, and yeah, it was just, it just seems like Fox Interactive was like, hey, this action game could fit John McClane into it, right? Worked for Die Hard Arcade.
2: Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it makes more sense than Die Hard Arcade with all the spider bots and everything on the roof, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a lot being planned in this game. According to what it says here, the initial plan was overly ambitious, with 30 or 40 missions planned. And not only that, there was also a four-player deathmatch mode, similar to Golden Eyes.
1: Hmm, that sounds cool. You know, it was really amazing. It's amazing how many video games were made of Die Hard, a rated R movie, at a time when video games were essentially marketed to children.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Well, yeah, remember it, there was like also like uh, the Robocop games on like the Terminator yeah, games, yeah. and the
1: Predator. They, they, they had all you know all these rated R movies. It's funny you, you were able to access these rated R movies through these video games that you know ostensibly were, were okay for kids. It was pretty pretty cool way to kind of get to know the, the the film that you weren't able to watch it
2: yeah it's not like that the games themselves necessarily you know graphic violence or anything like that but i mean still being based on that franchise is just kind of funny i mean it's, it's kind of like the same thing like in more modern times uh with like the walking dead and the way that that's being marketed towards kids as well like with all the board yeah. games and like like action figures and things like that like all that stuff you know
0: yeah people will get yeah, those definitely. properties but i mean like I just shared a screenshot with you guys, and how is this game not released? Because look at that. That's just epic terrorists <laughs> being like having a pose against a fiery background. I and mean we're like, Die Hard 64. You know, what that's.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, Die Hard 64, it was never officially released then, right? It, no. was, it was just like a prototype?
0: Uh, what happened was uh, development was just about wrapping up when the Nintendo 64 was near the end of its life cycle. Gotcha. So, yeah. I mean, it. There were a lot of elements that were set to go into it, but unfortunately it just didn't pan out. And I think what happened was like Fox moved on to Die Hard Vendetta instead.
2: Yeah, it's too bad, honestly, and, like, it seems like this will be one of those projects that's lost forever as far as, like, not being um, officially uh, finished or anything like that, uh, but it would be cool if, like, you know, the stars align, the licenses are there or whatever, uh, if there could be a release of this game on an official basis anyway, um, and actually, you know, be, like, you know, be, like, out there for people to, like, enjoy uh, or, like, buy or whatever, so. Yeah.
1: I'd, I'd even take the unfinished state and just, you know, you able to play a few demo levels.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that there are like um, some like ROMs like available for it or something like that, but obviously that would require some finagling on your part. And uh, with like the emulation too of like N64 games, it's uh, you know it's a little trickier as well. So yeah, sure is, sure Like is. I
0: said, the best place to go if you want to really get, like get a closer look at this game, there are some ROM dumps over at YouTube. Um, I'll see if we could find a link to put with our episodes there, but it really delves into like how much progress the game was moving into. I've actually found this one clip that runs over two hours. I'm gonna have to look over it tonight and just see just how much there is.
2: That's cool, yeah. So um, so after that then, uh, I believe that the only other Die Hard game that did come out uh, was in 2013. There was an yeah. iOS game that came out, right?
0: It was a tie-in with A Good Day to Die Hard. Uh, it, it had you take control of Jack McClane, who is uh, John's son, as he travels from Moscow to Chernobyl in a bid to save the world from nuclear terrorism. It was uh, basically a combination of First person shooter action in the endless runner genre. So, definitely built with mobile in mind. And, I mean, let's be honest, A Good Day to Die Hard was kind of the weakest of the movies. Some might argue Die Hard with a Vengeance kind of was, but I don't know. I just, the movie just felt like uh, by the time the fifth movie rolled around, I think like the franchise had kind of run its course. I hate to say it, but, you know. Yeah.
1: You know, all those Jai Courtney fans out there, um, you know, their their ears are probably bleeding here in this, but yeah, that movie is borderline
0: unwatchable. I'd rather watch Live Free or Die Hard again, just do like, it's way better.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: <laughs> um, so I guess I, for each of us, uh, we should probably answer this question. Uh, what makes for a good Die Hard game? And this doesn't necessarily have to like you know, be based on any existing game right now, but what would a good Die Hard game look like to you? So let's go Joe, then Robert, then me.
1: Okay, yeah, um, I definitely think beat-em-up, you need to get, you need to be able to take damage um, and, you know, kind of really feel that you're taking damage, like, have have that visceral type of thing where there are plenty of threats, like, you can't just, like, run, run around like a, like, like a superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that, you know, progression through a building is a pretty, pretty big part of that, whether it be Nakatomi Plaza or something invented. And, you know, this is, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of picturing my, my perfect diehard game, not necessarily the, uh anyone that might exist and right yeah, yeah i i think that um you know a element of stealth but not a stealth game and um some some more involved mechanics more like i would say god i don't want to say like a souls game but like just more. <laughs> die hard souls <laughs> oh gosh yeah it, yeah it, die hard, it basically you know dead souls with uh yeah <laughs> um Dark, All dark right, souls. Da- Dark Souls, dark souls so, with Die Hard, yeah, basically. John gotcha. McClane, souls.
2: Souls. souls, let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Die. Yeah, Souls harder. Souls harder, exactly. <laughs> 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 excellent, excellent. Uh, Robert, how about you? What's what's your perfect Die Hard game?
0: You know what? I'd love to see like something themed around the original movies, but I'd like to see it more like on a Gears of War style setup.
2: Um, oh, you know, okay. get
0: like a team like that, and you know, get the original dialogue, get some of the renders of the original actors. You know, if you if you deal with Fox, most of those are able to get pretty easily, and you know, um, just go to town, make a good third person shooter where you're in, in Nakatomi Plaza and everything. You know, maybe throw in some multiplayer between the cops and the bad guys. You know, um, and then hell, bring back the um the, the cab driving game from Dard uh, trilogy. Because mm. that was a lot of fun, you know. Render it with like you know sixty frames per second. Make it more like crazy taxi where stunts actually get any points or time against getting to the next bomb. Uh, it would be a lot of fun.
2: Sounds good, yeah. Uh, so for me, the basis for my perfect diehard game, I think, would have to be Max Payne. Um, so if you basically take like the action of Max Payne, but still add in some stealth uh, stealth elements to it. Uh, so have it like where you have to like, say like sneak past like certain guards. Um, otherwise you'll like, get like a game over or whatever. Uh, but otherwise for the most part, the game is you just like, you know, diving around slow-mo, shooting up people, whatever it might be. Um, honestly, I just want to see like more of those types of games come back. Like, you know, like with like the Max Payne games or even like, uh, you know, was like the, that John Woo game stranglehold, I think it was called. <laughs> um, you know, so like have something along those lines, but obviously with like John McClane and doing, do, you know, doing John McClane stuff, whatever. Uh, but you know, again, with having some stealth mechanics without actually, you know, without that actually being the focus of the gameplay, but definitely have some part where you have to like sneak past glass very carefully, otherwise you will take damage for like the next like area that you go into or something. You'd be
1: K A Bowen. time.
2: Exactly. Yes. Yes. Totally. So yeah, <laughs> get like a diehard Max Payne game. And I'll be, I'll be happy. So. <laughs> Uh, but definitely let us know what you think a, um, a perfect Die Hard game would look like or play like. Um, you know, definitely let us know over at Twitter, at Art Podcast. So, um, and, yeah, Joe, thank you very much for coming on board and talking Die Hard with us.
1: Oh, I always have a blast. I, I love this show and uh, so proud to have it on RetroZap. So thank you so much for uh, being part of the team. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to come on the next time. No
2: problem. Yeah, absolutely. And um, where can people, uh, you know, find your show and uh, tell people about RetroZap as well?
1: Yeah, you can you know retrosapp.com. It's a uh, podcast network and website and community, and where we're all over the internet. You you can if you can get on the internet. You can probably find us, and uh, <laughs> you can find me at uh, Joey Wong Kenobi on Twitter, and that's probably the probably the best place to find me.
2: Awesome. Sounds good. That's basically Arcast Mini number thirty-three uh, in the books. And uh, if you'd like to find uh Arcast on Twitter, we are at argpodcast, Same thing on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Podcast. and you can find me on Twitter at the guilty man.
0: Follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash DCD. You can also find my work at gamepur.com, pcinvasion.com, and mmogames.com.
2: If you'd like to send us any feedback, opinions, retro games, or topics for us to cover, or anything at all, really, you can email us at argcast at retrozap.com. And be sure to check out RetroZap.com for all sorts of other amazing podcasts. It's your home away from home if you're crazy about Star Wars, Animaniacs, or pop culture in general. There's also us with cast, so be sure to find us on iTunes to subscribe, give us five stars, and tell your neighbors. We're also on Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. So there's absolutely no reason to not follow another retro gaming podcast.
0: All right, that is episode number 33 in the books. Until next time, keep it retro. Watch Die Hard on Christmas, because it is a Christmas movie. And everyone have a good happy holidays, and we will see you next time.
2: Christmas harder. Christmas (laughs) harder.
0: Yeah, jingle bells. Jingle bells.
2: yippee ki Santa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've had
0: it. You've had it. You know, can I get a good pair of shoes for Christmas, please? Right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Gotta walk over this glass, by the way. So yeah. Who
0: gives a shit about glass? <laughs> we'll see you guys later.
2: Catch you later.
1: What's up, everybody? My name's Garrett Morlang. Hey, everybody. I'm JJ Prudhomme. And we are the Super Gamer Boys. And we are the preeminent
0: video game podcast in the entire world. We're trying to take over the world with all of our comedy, with news and whatnot. And we are so excited to be members of the
2: HP Video Game Podcast Network. Yes, we bring you uh, all the news you want to know every week. We bring you movie reviews, game reviews. Uh, and all the goofs you want to hear. So come check us out every Wednesday on your favorite podcast service.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.